Hey, what's up, boys and girls? Mark Savant here. You're listening to the After Hours Entrepreneur, your guide to taking a side hustle to a thriving six and seven figure business, giving you that freedom. And today I'm going to be checking in and giving you three different lessons from PodFest. It's going to take about 10 minutes. If you don't have 10 minutes to listen to this episode, then Go about your way. Keep being broke in all that stuff, but you don't want that, and I certainly don't want that, so I'm going to give you a couple, I think, really, really important takeaways from the meeting. So the first one is a lesson I learned from speaking with some other agency owners, specifically Mr. Seth Silvers. He also runs a podcast agency, um, and we we were talking about where our businesses are going, where things are headed. Both he and I, we want to make more moolah. And, you know, if you've been listening to the income reports, which I do every month, I report every single dollar that comes in and out. Really, really interesting. I don't think anyone else is doing that, at least to the extent that I am. But one of the things that you'll know is that one of the things I'm trying to do is provide more value to clients so I can make more money. How do I get a client from paying $1,200, $2,500 a month to paying five grand to 10 grand a month? Big step, but an important step in getting to that seven-figure mark. So one of the things we talked about is what our clients actually want. And we were kind of assessing what are the top agencies making? What are the biggest, best podcast agencies making? Top 1%. And, you know, we kind of landed on they're probably making about three to $4 million a year, which, I mean, let's be honest, is just not that much for the best podcast agencies in the world making $3 million a year. That's, that's not that much because when you juxtapose it with, say, a marketing agency, the best marketing agencies in the world are probably making $400, $500 million a year, right? So I, I was thinking about what is the mountain that I'm climbing? If, if, and, and quite frankly, my ambition doesn't actually line up to being a top 1%. You have to be a special type of animal to get there. And I, I really appreciate having the family balance and the freedom that I have to take my daughter camping on Friday, for example. Regardless, when I think about what's the best going to make, what's the most I could possibly make, $3 million is not exciting to me. $30 million a year, now, now we're starting to talk. Now we're starting to get excited, okay? So what this had me do was think about what is the mountain I'm climbing and what am I doing? So long story short, my lesson here is think about where are you going? And if you continue to do the same thing that you're doing now, is it going to actually get you to that financial goal that you have? So I'm going to be going into this more in income reports and things like that. But I can tell you that a big part of what I'm going to be doing moving forward is certainly going to be podcast media creation. I have all the systems, the software, the team to roll that. But definitely a big part of it, go moving forward, is going to be the marketing piece. How do we get people to click your links, get into your funnel? How do we target them with emails? How do we get them to buy the thing? So I'm going to be testing out a bunch of cool tools and a software that I'm building with my own agency. And as that works, as that builds out over the coming year, I'm going to start rolling it out to new clients. So anyway, first lesson, what mountain are you climbing? All right, second lesson came from being on stage. Man, I just love being on stage. And quite frankly, if you've never been on stage before, strongly recommend it. There are stages all over, all sorts of different places that you can be. And I've been on a a bunch of stages. I was on quite a few last year. I have several more lined up already for this year. And historically, when I would put presentations together, I would make them very, very simple. This is just how I learned to do it. Back in college, we make them very simple, fun. We keep people engaged. You know, slides that have just too much text 
tend to overwhelm the viewer, right? And that was the kind of way that I went about it. But earlier or late last year, I had the opportunity to cover a stage for Larry Roberts at the Entrepreneur Organization event in Tampa. And one of the things I noticed about Larry's slides is they were very complicated. Quite a few of them were quite complicated. And I was kind of turned off by this at first. I was like, these slides are just so, so complicated. But one of the things that Larry did was throughout the presentation, he would say, hey, scan this QR code so you can get these slides. Now, let's be honest. If the slides are just too simple and they're not complicated, nobody's going to, they'd be like, oh, I already got everything that I needed. I don't need to actually scan that QR code. I already know what's on the slides. But if you start bringing charts, graphs, guides, prompts, mega prompts, things like that, people can be like, ooh, I want that. I want that. And they're going to be much more likely to scan the image. And that was what my experience was. So going into this presentation, I kind of stay true to myself, kind of light, kind of com- comic. I just like I just like to have fun on stage. I like to stay loose. I like to make jokes. I think that people really appreciate that. But what I also did is I inserted quite a few slides that were very complicated. Um, I had one slide that had like 50 different specific words that you should use when you're using something like ChatGPT and so on and so forth. So I had a few slides like that. And what I found was that a ton of people scanned the code, a ton of people. So this is, this is so cool. I actually had 70 people. So out of the room, there were about 90 people in the room, 70 people scanned that QR code, 70 people. And all 70 of those people were automatically inserted into my CRM software. They all got a series of emails and they were all segmented and tagged based on the their desires. They want to use AI, they want to use automation, and I met them at PodFest. They were at PodFest. So now I've got these people that are well segmented, 70 people that I can retarget with offers in the future. And anyway, what I learned from this experience was when you're on stage, keep it fun, keep it moving, but also have some complexity because I've I've historically struggled to get people to scan the thing or to get the lead magnet. I found that this was something that people really wanted. They wanted these slides, and I'm really looking forward to replicating this again. And I also just want to specify what I'm doing on the back end. So once somebody scanned that, they immediately get an email with the slides, right? And actually, (laughs) this is kind of funny. Because there was an issue with the slides, I was just working on the slides the very last minute. There was a problem with the internet in the conference center, the slides actually didn't get attached to the automation. So as soon as the presentation was over, I had to go and send out that, those slides to everybody that had asked for them. So that was kind of a, uh, a humiliating experience, but you know, that's, that's the way it is. Sometimes we just roll with the punches. So anyway, what happens as soon as they sign up, they get the slides two days later, they get my exclusive chat GPT guide with over 200 prompts tactics, strategies, follow-up prompts. It's a sick, sick guide. I've spent a lot of time, like tons and tons of experience. In in fact, I'm going to put a link below. If you want to check that out, I'll put a link below so that you can uh, get that. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to give you the PodFest slides too so you can see the PodFest slides and you can see how this whole entire automation works out. I think it'll be really interesting for you. Okay, so that was the second was, hey, get my chat GPT guide. You can get it here. And then the third piece that went out two days after that was 
a calendar, a calendar link to get set up with me. And I've had a few people take me up on that. They want to get on a call with me, at which point I get a better feel for what who they are, what they need, and maybe close them on services or the mastermind community that I lead. So anyway, really, really cool to get that many contacts added to my software. So I'm excited to help provide value to these people, okay? And the last lesson that I learned, the third lesson, third major lesson here was on business cards that I brought. So I'm planning on doing a workshop at the end of February. It's an AI automation workshop. We're going to be using ChatGPT, CastMagic, Zapier, Google, and we're going to be using Zapier to automate different AI into our workflows. It's going to be a really, really sick, really, really sick session. I can't can't wait to get that going. I'll put a link below if you want to check that out. But here's the problem that I had. Going into it, I had business cards, and it said it was very, very simple, which I think was a good thing. It said, you're invited, QR code, code PodFest. That was it. Very simple. And what would happen is if if you scan this QR code, it would take you straight to my sales page where it broke down um, your, you know, which I think it was done pretty well. This is your problem. Here's me. This is my solution. This is how we're going to apply the solution and, and so on and so forth, right? The problem though is I went straight for the kill. I went straight for the kill. If this QR code would have been like, here's a free guide, and here's this freebie, and then here's this freebie, and then go for the sale after a series of, say, four or five emails, I think it would be much more successful. I did not get as many people to enroll in this. And kind of this kind of plays off the last automation that I was referring to with the slides. You'll give I need I needed to give stuff away for free by going straight for the sale. It it turned people off because nobody wants to be sold. But if we if I would have gone and I'd said here's value here's value here's value here's value here's a way that you can get more value for an extra an extra cost. I think it would have rolled over just way way better. So learning lesson, and I want to share it with you so you don't have to learn the hard way, the expensive way, the time way. That's what this show is about. I want you to make some damn money as quickly as possible. And I know if I would have executed on this a little bit better and maybe not have gone straight for the throat, um, I would have closed more sales at the event. So take this lessons and go out and make your own damn sales. Go make some damn money, baby. Let's go. Let's make it happen. I will see you in the six and seven figure club very, very soon. And go ahead and click that link below so you can see what that automation looked like. I think you'll be very impressed and I'd love to hear your feedback as well. All right. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for reviewing. And I will catch you in the next episode. Peace.